This podcast is brought to you by Ideate and Execute. Do you want to drive innovation in your organization, futurize your enterprise, ideate massively valuable new products, or execute them to market? Then contact us today at ideateandexecute.com and get started. Why listen to the past when you can listen to the future? Welcome to the Think Future podcast, broadcasting from deep in the heart of Silicon Valley, California. We focus on innovation, startups, and the future, not necessarily those and not necessarily in that order. Here's your host. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Think Future podcast. I'm your host, Chris Kalabugas, and once again, we're coming at you live from deep in the heart of Silicon Valley, California. You guys remember downtime, you know, evenings and weekends where your typical nine to five job would let you have some spare time. Those were back in the days when work was monolithic, right? You were at work and then you were at home. And then when you were at home, you didn't think about work. And when you were at work, you didn't think about home. Although some people did. But as I mentioned before, posted and, and recorded my podcast, Work has exploded into non-monolithic little tiny Lego blocks, which are not completed in specific time frames, but done in, at all times of the day or night. Chunks here and there interspersed with your life. I mean, email and other async communications allowed us to be able to respond messages, you know, whenever we had the time to do so, right? You could respond to emails after your days of meetings were over, and you could leave voicemail relaying useful information. But, I mean, who uses voicemail anymore? I mean, with the amount of spam calls that I've been getting, I doubt if I ever get a call from anybody I know. <laughs> and most people don't leave voicemails anyway. Of course, since ever since ICQ and instant messaging took off, we use live messaging a lot as well to capture short bursts of data, you know, ask quick questions, and quickly, lightly be in contact with people, you know, if you just want to say hi. You don't want to have in deep, deep conversations with somebody because everyone's so busy, right? You just want to say hi, you want to touch base. But, of course, the unwritten rules are that if someone isn't responding to an IM, then they're probably busy. However, with the advent of smartphones and the ability to determine someone's status, I mean, this is very important, always busy away or available, then business suddenly becomes a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week thing. I mean, setting aside the question as to whether this is good or not, I've recently noticed that there are many new services which leverage this always-on status-showing set of services. For example, Slack has become a huge business from business messaging, driving a lot of companies. And if you've never used Slack, I highly recommend that you do. It's really cool. Free messaging for your enterprise. Driving a lot of companies to use it instead of all other forms of communication. I mean, not only is it a great instant messenger, but it's also got plugins that allow you to do things like project manage, 
uh, view reports, all sorts of cool stuff. Plus there's uh, chatbots and other things in there. Um, I would almost suggest that one of the reasons why remote work has become, has taken off as quickly as it has, is because of our ability to have that immediate conversation with anyone anywhere at any time and most importantly to have that availability status indicator so you know if that person is available to talk to so the status indicator where we can see oh that person is available to talk to or that person can be communicated to with live basically changes the rules of business because it used to be when you're doing any kind of business that wasn't 24 7 you would, you know, send us a contact email or contact us form or whatever. But nowadays, you can actually chat with people live directly on any website at any time, and it doesn't matter if you have a major multinational corporation behind it with hundreds of people in call and chat centers, or some guy on his smartphone having dinner with his wife. But if you think about it, tools like Slack and Skype and Google Hangouts basically give us enough telepresence. I mean, do we really need super high res 4K TVs and full wall monitors to collaborate? I mean, we can collaborate at any time from anywhere on any device. I mean, this has had the very useful effect of tying teams together, no matter where they are. I mean, we finally done it. We've become the virtual teams that we envisioned years ago. I mean, everyone was saying this was never going to happen, but now it's finally happened. I mean, if we were to start a company today, if I were to start a company today, it would be completely virtual. No campus, no offices, employees all working from their homes, using their own equipment, which they probably prefer to use anyway. I mean, these tools have finally given us the ability to create truly virtual corporations. And then we can also instantly have that sales conversation, like I was telling you. There's this great software that I installed on my website the other day that basically allows anyone to have an immediate conversation with people on our side at any time of the day or night. <clears throat> we can have an instantly have a sales conversation or answer any questions with a, with a visitor to a website from your smartphones, no matter where you are. We can immediately connect a customer with a customer service rep in Hawaii while they're enjoying their time away from the office. I mean, if you think about it, vacations, weekends, as we know them, will literally disappear as we travel whenever, do whatever, bringing our work with us wherever we are. Taking some downtime from the office will be as easy as switching a switch in your work app. I mean, it's the Uberization of work. Now let's talk about whether this is a good thing or a bad thing or not. And I think the reality is, is that there's still many of us who are still living in that monolithic world where we feel work is this and life is that. And I think that <clears throat> the reality is, is that this is the way things are going. This is almost an unstoppable train that if we want to be a leading organization in no matter what industry we're in we're going to have to move to that mode of work and not only that we need to make changes to the way that government thinks of work to our social programs to our 
educational programs, to our healthcare programs. All of this stuff needs to change in this future world of work. We're still butting up against it now. That's why you see all of these, all of this pushback against this kind of work, against you know, working 40 hours a week. Well, maybe you are working 40 hours a week, but that 40 hours a week is interspersed within your 168 hours of week, as opposed to being these monolithic blocks. And we're in that transitionary period between when some people are doing this and they're exulting in it, they're loving it, they're enjoying it, they're enjoying the fact that they can work from anywhere, to the moment where I want to completely disengage from the office and I don't want to think about it. <laughs> but the reality is, is that as human beings, we're actually pretty good at working on problems in the background while we're doing other things. But I think this is not something that we have we can say that's going to go away. It's just going to get more, it's just going to happen more and more often. So work will be interspersed with our lives. We just have to figure out how to deal with it. So welcome to all live, all the time. All business will be all live all the time. And it's not these monolithic blocks of sitting in an office, drinking bad coffee, and chatting with your coworkers. That's it for me for today. See you next time. And until then, don't forget to think future. future.